Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Bonsoir, darling. Comment allez-vous? Ima, Ima. How's everybody doing? Ooh. I'm cool. I'm happy. It's Friday. Okay. Ooh. Gif. Yes. How you doing tonight, Kettle? Oh, not too bad. I got me some larceny whiskey. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah. In the third degree. Okay, watch out now. Larceny in the third degree. Mm. Mm. Grand larceny. Woo! Some good stuff. Goes down good. It does. Okay. Carry on, carry on. Oof. Goes down good. No aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Right past the tonsils. Oh, y'all promoting this? for tonight, Kim. Boom, boom, docket. The hot topic dockets. We got a lot of them sizzling tonight. Um, Arizona officials say voting machines are now unusable. Also, Michelle Obama's former uh, uh, Secret Service agent says she could do nothing when witnessing racist slurs. And also, Ronald Green death revealed on video two years later. Hmm. Our hidden and quitted headlines. Uh, two USA to, uh, Today reporters arrested covering Andrew Brown protests. Also, senators reached bipartisan deal to overhaul the USPS finances. And Sanders introduces legislation to block $735 million arms sale. That's a lot of money. A lot of zeros. Our cocktail of the week is the last word. What's popping with Papa Didi? Um, our weird news, of course, we have to lighten it up. Naked giant discovery carved into English hillside aroused the scientists. Wow. Also, shoe-stealing foxes are a problem in suburbia. And a 111-old Australian man's um, longevity secret is clucking strange. I'm just saying with red wine, can they finally get justice? Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. The kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax. It's your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. 
Oh yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on till 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time to get it going with the hot topics. Uh, let's see. What you got for us, Papa Didi? You going to lead us off tonight? Uh, yeah, well, this is, uh, you know, I think you should try to bottle all this into your own little demographic because it just seems like certain states in the world, if you look at the ones that were controversial or the ones that uh, Donald Trump lost, He's trying his best between now and 2024 to just fix things. I mean, how can you? And I'm just I'm just doing a preempt before I do the story. How can you actually call something a lie or that that you were cheated when all you're doing for the next three years is trying to treat cheat the system in advance? And it's pretty obvious that you what you're trying to do. And it, I mean, how is that even happening? How? Well, that's what happens when the cheater gets caught trying to cheat and can't out-cheat the cheaters. Wow. It's a lot of cheating. I mean, it looks to me now like the, the I wouldn't even call them Republican. Those people mm-hmm. are trying to win everything every time. Mm-hmm. They want full domination. But the one thing that we learn in life is that you cannot dominate everything. Mm-hmm. As much as you may want to. Too much of anything is not good for you. He who lives by the gun dies by the gun. You know what I mean? Everything, you know, we all just need a piece of the world. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Arizona officials are saying that voting machines are now unusable. Mm, okay? Yeah. I mean, these jokers wake up in the morning and just come up with different gimmicks, so-called gimmicks. You know, if you don't have ignorance from the beginning, how do you think you're coming up with anything wise? When you have an ignorant mind, there's nothing wise coming out of your head. Mm-hmm. Or your even thought process over the last 30 years has been ignorant and, and just and one-sided. So how do you think you're coming up with something clever? i never seen group people come up with some of the weakest shit and swear that they're doing something clever, whether it be Texas, Arizona. Anyway, Arizona Secretary of State informed the, uh, what's this called, uh, Maricopa County officials Thursday that hundreds of the state's voting, I mean, vote tabulate machines should no longer be used because of their handling by the uh, inept uh, partisan company hired by uh, Senate Republicans to recount ballots cast in November's presidential election. Okay, the machine should not be used again because there's no way of knowing whether they were tampered with while out of the county's custody and under the control of the Senate Republicans and the controversial uh, cyber uh, 
what is it, uh, Ninja Company, mm-hmm. conducting and conducting the recount. The United States Department of Homeland Security told the uh, Secretary of State, uh, a person named uh, Katie uh, Hobbs. Okay, she said in a letter to the uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, new machines reportedly could cost the state millions of dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. So please with the bullshit. Who's paying for that? Yeah, mm-hmm. so anyway, mm-hmm. in the latest uh, astronomically uh, circus recount of $2.1 million, I mean $2.1 million, excuse me, uh, Maricopa votes by the county that were they were no no experience of ballot or electric tampering in this situation, and you know it just the whole situation that Donald Trump had initiated that he wanted to get done. They found none, and they actually found Biden being in favor of votes mm-hmm. when they recounted. Mm-hmm. Okay, so true? so it's yeah. just a tripping situation in that whole Arizona. Situation. Well, they they were looking at all these QAnon conspiracies mm-hmm. because apparently a QAnon conspiracy said that there was some kind of watermark that was on the ballot mm-hmm. for the ones that were legitimate. So these people are looking at all these ballots, holding it up to the light, looking for this watermark, oh, which God. was told to them by some QAnon bullcrap. I'm like, really? So y'all are going off of what QAnon is telling you? And this is a bunch of lunatics. And now this company has, sounds like, destroyed the machines that can't be trusted to be used again. Yeah, yeah, well, that's That's just uh, an alibi. I mean, the whole thing in a nutshell with this here is that uh, the... If you look at the name you know, you remember uh-huh. remember um, Eddie Murphy said that vote for the name you know, mm-hmm. and uh, distinguished gentleman in the uh, when he was a congressman in his movie. I saw that. Now, movie. what happened with Arizona was a situation of the gentleman that passed away, God rest his soul, uh, the senator. Tell me. McCain. Oh, okay. Senator John McCain. McCain. Yes. Yeah, John McCain. Mm-hmm. When he passed away, and the way Trump talked about him. And dogged him and kicked him around. His wife went on a campaign before the election, mm-hmm. and is. and bona fide told everybody, "I'm voting for Biden." Now, the name you know, that name was very prominent in Arizona, yep. and she turned a lot of people mm-hmm. in her direction. That was good. And people went in that poll and they voted for who they wanted. You know, you cannot. I, I just think this here, and I, I say this here over and over again. I hope that it comes true to light. You know, despite what you think you believe in, the truth will always prevail. And and this this stuff that the, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say so much Republicans, but those people, those people that are just doing what they think they're doing, they're ignorant from the beginning. I can't emphasize that enough. They're ignorant from the beginning. So how are you coming up with anything that you feel is doctorate? You know, you you're not coming up with a doctorate idea when you're ignorant from the beginning. So everything they're doing, and then they're being led by Trump, who's a fool, and it's just yeah. it's just a mess. I mean, Ignorance is not going to breed. It's a mess, and you know, and they think that they're sitting on a pile of money. You know, you can sleep on a very comfortable bed, but if your fucking roof is leaking right above you, and you're not paying attention <laughs> to the roof, but you got a beautiful bed mm-hmm. and a beautiful house, but you got to put a bucket beside you because your roof is leaking, and you don't even realize that because you're still focused on the bed. And and then that, that's a lame analogy, but you know, what can I say? No, but I followed it. But you know, it's just very interesting. 
How every time you see something every day, it's, it's lame. It's lame. Right. So the ballot boxes, they're not using those anymore? So this, this company found out that they were not any good? <laughs> they, they're claiming they're no good. I mean, well, it sounds like what they're saying is that this company, Ninja, whatever they were called, yeah. really didn't know what they were doing. And apparently the way they went at trying to check out the ballot boxes and mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. now they've tampered and destroyed them to the point yeah. where those machines can't even be trusted to be used again yeah. because now the county, Maricopa mm-hmm. County, mm-hmm. can't validate and trust that these are okay to use right. because they went out of their possession mm-hmm. when this third party ninja somebody mm-hmm. came in and did what they did without supervision exactly so nobody knows other than these ninja people what right. did they do right. so you can't yeah. just put them in a warehouse and now in the next election bring them out and plug them in just and say okay yeah use these you don't know if they got them rigged up so that no matter what you do, Republicans win. Right. You don't know. You know what that sounds like, right? You and I used to watch it all the time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, um, hmm. The show that Kerry Washington was on. Um, Scandal. Scandal, yeah. Yep. They went to this one little town. I forgot where it was. Somewhere in the yeah. Midwest. Some had big the, town. Nobody they they ever rigged that machine. And every time you pull in, like for Biden, you were pulling really for Trump. Mm-hmm. And that was it, that was important for um, that president, you know, that they put in the office to win. That's how he won. So, you know, mm. crazy. I mean, you know, sometimes what you see on TV is true to life to me. <laughs> but it, it just blows my mind mm. that a lot of that whole situation with this voter recount mm-hmm. is being driven by QAnon people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Y'all are looking for some watermark? That was told to you by QAnon. I never heard of And it of was that. some other something that had to do or connected to QAnon. I can't believe that they're being suckered into some QAnon madness. So we need to put that um, company on, on the kids list. Yeah, what's the name of that company again, Papa Didi? The Ninja something that's handling that recount? The Ninja somebody. What's yeah, the name of those um, people? I got ninja. the ninja part. Yeah, it freaked me out when I heard when I read the word ninja. So wait a minute. See that right there would have made me feel like, no, you're not getting the contract. Right. Because ninjas are people that you can't see and they disappear in the shadows and all that. I wouldn't even have given them a contract. Cyber cyber ninjas. Oh, oh God! Right there, that's a red flag. All right, all right. I got this next one here. Um, this this is interesting. Um, I don't I don't know how I would feel if I was in this position. I might have to say something. Michelle Obama's former uh, Secret Service agent says she couldn't do anything when witnessing racist slurs directed at the, for, uh, the former First Lady. The former Secret Service agent, uh, E.B. Um, Pomperis, says an upsetting part of her previous job was not being able to protect Michelle Obama from racist slurs or signs while on duty. Um, she goes on to say she served on the Presidential Protective Division for the First Lady and President Barack Obama during their time at the White House. She also protected uh, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and uh, George H.W. Um, writing in her 2020 memoir, Becoming Bulletproof, hmm, interesting title, she recalled feeling outrage when seeing a racist sign directed at the First Lady. As the first uh, black 
first lady of the United States, Miss Obama, um, had to withstand certain kinds of this um, disparagement that none of her predecessors ever faced. That doesn't surprise me. Um, she also goes on to say, um, I was on her protective detail when we were driving to a school to deliver a speech. We passed someone on a bridge holding up a shockingly racist sign directed at her. But it's like she couldn't do anything. She remembered feeling outraged. After all, it was part of our job to protect the first family mentally as well as physically. Um, she goes on to say, I told insiders there uh, was no protocol in place for dealing with spoken or written forms of racism. She says, I could do nothing. There's freedom of speech in the United States, as we always hear, and even if I personally feel that speech is wrong, the law doesn't give me the power to take that person's speech away. Wow. Um, She also added that the only way she would be allowed to intervene would be, you know, if the first lady or president was in danger of physical harm. So, so if a person tried to roll up on her, right, she could do something then. Right, like if maybe she, they threw the sign at her, um, or something like that, or probably tampered with the uh, car or something. But yeah. that's a tough position to be in. You just can only stand there. But she probably sees the uh, first lady. I'm looking at her, but she probably, you know, the first lady probably just ignored it the best she could. But you know, people are people. People still have feelings. So yeah, it's um, it, it it's an awkward position to be in. But and um, especially if you have to hear it. Yeah. You know, if you're hearing people saying things. Right. It's just um, making racial statements and all. Mm-hmm. But I will say, you know, Michelle Obama handled all that stuff with so much grace. Right, from what we saw. I mean, right, she could have been cussing and fussing, you know, behind closed doors and. You know, I think that slogan, what she said, when we go, when they go low, we go high. high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that really helped her, too. Helped a lot of people. Um, what would you do, Papa, if you were in that position? You, you were Secret Service and you were, you know, uh, protecting the president. And, you know, how would you feel? I mean, hmm. kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess you you kind of almost stand your ground and not really rock the boat a little bit at all. Because I'm quite you sure know. they take an oath. You know, the oath that they take is, you know, yeah, they take a bullet. They right. say, I will take a bullet right. for, yeah. you know, whoever you're protecting, the but president, I'm, first lady. Right, but I'm saying a lot of stuff is verbal. And like you said, it's yeah, seen. definitely. It's like, that's like a bullet to me sometimes. You know, people can... Can, can throw spears at you while yeah, speaking. Verbal bullet. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, you know, I think that the um, like I spoke on earlier, uh, just just in conversation, that I just think that the way that uh, uh, black people have been perceived through the years, that the respect is like out the window, you know, mm-hmm. and we really need to come to realize that and stop thinking that because of who we are, what we have achieved, or what we may be driving what job we may have or our self-worth has nothing to do with how we're perceived. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing that's going on today. I mean, mm-hmm. if people think that they don't, I mean, I think that sometimes people don't do stuff to white folks because they kind of think that they may have a lawyer or something. Oh, this guy might get well, a lawyer. I don't want to do, you know. But but it just seems that, you know, and, and I'll say this last thing, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like 
the fear for there, there's a fear for, for for black people as well as a eradication at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They want to eradicate people because they feel like you have no self worth. But then I, I go in places where I'm just at a casual place in the afternoon, and I may be sitting somewhere in the park, and a, a woman walk by and take a look at me like she's. I could say boo to her, and she would just jump out of her fucking skin mm-hmm. because that's something she's studying me, studying my movement. I could be on a train and go to grab my bag from over the top of the of the, the seats, and I look back and six white people look at me like they're wondering. They're looking to see when I'm going to pull their bag down or something. It's, it's, right. it's you know what I mean? It's like yeah, I, what? I, I know. It's what just, the hell? Yeah. Why is your thought pattern that? deep into the skin color. It's got nothing to do with the person. It's all about the skin color. That's scary. It is. Scary. So, but, um, I mean, it's probably an interesting read. Um, I'm not really an avid reader, but if it becomes a movie, I'll go check it out. (laughs) Mm. I'll be honest. I'm the reader. I'd rather read the book where I can take my time and get all the details. Yeah. I think that'd be an interesting read, though. Um, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Bulletproof? Uh-huh. Becoming Bulletproof. Becoming Bulletproof. Okay. So uh, that's a good one because she probably saw a lot. Yeah, after and she protected all of those different people. Yeah, and it's like, hey, I'm writing my memoir, so this is it. <laughs> I'm retiring. Well, I, I do that. not envy that kind of position mm-hmm. because I know you You got Papa's point of view. Mm-hmm. Let me just say I would struggle. Mm-hmm. If I'm standing there at attention mm-hmm. and somebody starts running off at the mouth with something crazy mm-hmm. or something, you know, some kind of racial slur, it would be hard right. for me to stand there like the men in black mm-hmm. and not move and right. not say something. Mm-hmm. I think true. I would have to walk over to that person and say, watch yourself. Mm-hmm. At least say something. Right. I would have to say right. to them, Watch yourself. You're about to be ejected. But but the main focus is that particular person. If it's uh, Miss Michelle Obama, it's her. And yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Right. If I'm protecting the first lady. Right. Or the second lady. Right. If it was uh, Dr. Jill uh, Biden, Biden mm-hmm. and somebody comes out of their mouth the wrong way, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk toward that person and just mm-hmm. say, "Watch yourself." Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they say something else, I'm going to tell them you're about to be ejected from this event or whatever because mm-hmm. we're not going to have that. Right. I'm not saying everybody here has to celebrate her, right. but what you're not going to do right. is be yelling out disrespectful stuff. There you go. Not while I'm standing here on watch. Okay. I'm going like to at least kick you out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes you got to. You gotta for, forego the verbal so you can be better prepared for the physical. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you that's probably be, what she had to be, do. Yeah, she had you to can't be, be quick on a draw. Right, she had to be um, focused yeah. on. Um, yeah, the physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The physical. I agree. Because you yeah. gotta protect the physical and you gotta take the bullet. Yeah, like I said. understand that. But if you you can't I jump still at feel the like every. You gotta be able to at least say something. <laughs> I, no, I think you <laughs> Tell gotta everybody use. Everybody love. Show some respect. No, just say sticks and stones will break your bones. Yeah. The names will never hurt Yeah, but you. a right hook will knock you the hell out. But you know yeah, what? Yeah, but you can't roll oh, with that. Oh, okay. If you, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. I mean, you might be able to settle this argument. 914-803-4306. 
and press one press to get one. Yeah, I'm just saying. We would love to hear from you. Sticks and stones, but a right hook <laughs> settled the problem. What you got over there, Rewind? All right, I want to talk about this situation about this brother, Ronald Green. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are up on this one yet, because this is one of those stories that broke actually today. Uh, this brother, Ronald Green, his death was just revealed on video. I believe it was today, actually. Wow. But he died two years ago. Well, let me not say he died. He was murdered two years ago at the hands of the police once again. Now, CNN has gotten an autopsy report uh, just yesterday on how he died in 2019, as well as the body cam footage. Now, this is out of Louisiana. The body cam footage came from a Louisiana state trooper who arrived on the scene. They were trying to arrest Brother Green, they had him on the ground. The video was 30 minutes long, but they sat on this video for two years. The family hadn't even seen it. The family was given a whole song and dance about how this brother died. Whole other story. Whole other story. So uh, uh, the Green's death was listed in the autopsy as a cocaine-induced agitated delirium complicated by motor vehicle collision, physical struggle, inflicted head injury, and restraint. All of that to cover up the fact that they murdered this brother. But that's what they put on the report in 2019. So the report that was prepared by the Union Parish Coroner's Office stated that in the opinion section that the lacerations on this brother's head were inconsistent with motor vehicle collision injury and most consistent with most uh yeah most consistent with multiple impacts from a blunt object so they're basically saying okay y'all said there was a auto collision something involved but what we see at the coroner's office from his head looks like it was the result of some kind of blunt force Mm-hmm. which didn't look like it came from a motor vehicle collision. Mm. So the report also said that there was no written incident report that provided, um, despite request, and no detailed information regarding the so-called motor vehicle collision was provided. Mm-hmm. Now, if all of this car crash happened, where was the report? They couldn't find one. Now, again, this was 2019. So Green's family say that the police initially told them he died on impact when his car crashed May 10, 2019. That was a lie. Mm. So, like I said, when they looked at the video, 30-minute video, the video showed Green face down on the road after the crash outside the city of Monroe. He was being tased and kicked by Louisiana State Uh, police officers, he tells them on the video that he was scared. Mm -hmm. Now, the initial report didn't mention anything about a struggle, none of that. Mm -hmm. But the incident, his family is saying, is just a cover-up on a lot of different levels. So the family said what these guys did, this is what his mother said, what these guys did to my son and the cover-up that ensued behind all of that They were saying, look, my family doesn't have any peace over this. And what they did to Ronnie 
she called him Ronnie. His name was Ronald Green. Mm-hmm. What they did to Ronnie, they're going to have to pay the penalties. Mm-hmm. So what you see on the video is that when his car door opens, you hear or you see the taser going off, so the zapping of the taser. Then you hear Green saying, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm scared. Officer, I'm scared. I'm your brother. I'm scared. And then moments before, an officer approaches Green's car with his weapon already drawn mm-hmm. and says, let me see your effing hands mf Then after they tase him, Mm -hmm. you hear Green moaning while he's on the ground being put in handcuffs. Another officer kicks him several more times, and you hear the officer saying, now I've got blood all over me. I hope this guy doesn't have effing AIDS. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why you got blood all over you? Because you've been beating on him and punching on him like a human punching bag. But you said, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, at one point one of the officers drags him, mm-hmm. drags Green. Mm-hmm. So now um, uh, the Associated Press reported that Green is left laying face down, moaning for more than nine minutes while officers are using sanitized wipes to get the blood off of their hands and their face. So he's laying on the ground, slowly dying, in pain and agony, moaning for nine minutes while they use sanitized wipes to get the blood off of the officers. One of the officers now is on administrative leave in connection with this incident and a separate incident. And according to uh, the report, another officer got a 50-hour suspension. And then there was a third officer who was heard in an audio recording from last year describing that he beat the ever-loving F out of Green. And he claims that Green died in a single-vehicle crash. I know, that's crazy. They told, uh, yeah, from... Uh, it's just a bunch of lies and cover-ups. Well, it sounds like they just got off on whooping this boy's behind. Yeah. Why would you tell his no family that, that's how he died? Yeah, they're trying to say, oh, it was a car crash, and he had all these drugs in his system. You know, they're saying that he was some kind of cocaine-induced, agitated delirium, you know, complicated by motor vehicle collision and physical struggle. He was struggling for his life. Right, but I bet you that injury was probably in the back of his head when he hit him at. Yeah, they didn't if, say if where. If a car crash, the injury would be more or less in, would the, be in the front. Right, in the front. So. Right, because yeah, if the so back of your head hits anything, it's going to be the seat, yeah. and that's not going to be enough to really hurt. So you're lying and lying and lying again. Yeah, lying and lying and more lying. Oh, they did, well, no, what city was that? Louisiana, uh, this was in Louisiana, Yeah. Uh, right outside of Monroe. I don't know if we need to put them on the kissing list. We I'm put putting those department. Louisiana uh, officers that were involved on the kissing list. It's crazy. This kind of stuff has just got to stop. I don't understand, like, what is wrong with people that they feel like you're just going to take out your frustration on random black men? But you have to look at where it's going on at. You don't hear too much of that in the north. You hear all of that in the south. Yeah, you know, folks, you need to do your homework as far as why was the police department created when I looked it up, it was saying the police department in the north was created to 
to, um, uh, you know, the people on the docks and stuff. They were patrolling the docks. Uh-huh. So the police department was formed because of that, because people were stealing merchandise um, off the docks. That's how, you know, they were getting shipments and things. But the South, they formed a police department to keep the black slaves in line. To keep you people in order. So that's what I'm saying. It's enrooted. It's embedded into the, that those police departments down there in the South. That's all they know is to beat somebody's ass and think it's okay. That's, that's so what it's that's, still all about keeping black folks in order. Yeah, in the South. But if you hear all these incidents, that's what that, that's where it's going on at. So yeah, that's the crazy part. So you know, people, you you guys have to do your homework. Do your homework. <laughs> They're wearing me out with this. Yeah. So. All right. Let's um let's go to the phone lines. Let's see what the callers have to say. Cause I'm getting real aggravated now with all this murder and my people. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comments. Hello, Redwine. Um, I have to slightly disagree with you about the kiss list, the whole MF department, and including the um, um, examiner needs to be put on the kiss it list. That was just some okay. straight-up bull. All right. Okay. Man. I will make that change. Mm-hmm. Yes, so please make that change. Okay, guys, and the examiner. Yes. Yes. That's the coroner's office. Yeah. Yeah, they were all in cahoots with it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was a a hot mess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the story, Carla? Uh, I I saw it the other day on CNN, and it just outraged me. It, It was just... Unbelievable. To, I mean, really, to me, it's just an open and shut case, you know, closed case. It's just there's no – what can you say? Yeah, that's what, true. What, can you what say? kind of defense yeah. can you have? <laughs> so, I they mean, know they were wrong. Just, the whole system needs to go to jail, Ooh, all of them, because yeah. they were all into cahoots. Yeah. Well, that's why they sat on this for two years. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do with it, probably. Yeah. Oh, they I knew think what to they do sat with on it. it. They, they, they hid it, and then somebody got it. Yeah. All right. There you go. They tried to sit on this thing for as long as they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once you Where get let be... Pandora out of the box, it's all over. Yeah. Well, they're going to be sitting there A-double-S in jail now. All right. All right, Carl. I hope that's what happens because they were wrong. They were wrong and wrong some more. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Carla. Thank you. All right. All right. Yeah, I have to agree. All right. I made that update to the Kiss It list. We're going to put the entire Louisiana Police Department and the coroner's office on the Kiss It list. I know that's right. Where are our callers? Yeah. If you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. 914. 914- 803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue, or you can check us out on Spotify or um, Google Podcasts or abajamaparty.com. Or um, iHeartRadio. Right now. Or Deezer. Right now. Or, uh, what's the other one, Apple Music? <laughs> or, I don't know, some more. <laughs> Wherever you get your podcast, we're probably there. Yeah, we're going to take a little CC. 
All right? All right. Be back in a moment. On the other side of the break, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Knock and Cranberry Juice. And one of my favorites, huh, with the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule, with the kettle, orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the A-Pajama-Party.com website to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the cocktail of the week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are, along with pictures of the drink. Welcome back to the John Party. When you host Papa D, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. We're at that point where we hit them and quit them. Right now. We hit them and quit them headlines. Boom, boom, boom. All, All right. right. What you got over there, Red Wine? Well, let me see. Something about Bernie Sanders. Yeah. You know, old man Bernie. <laughs> I can say, old man Bernie, my hero. <laughs> but you know, one thing I say about Bernie, he's consistent. Uh-huh. I, I was, you took the words right out of my mouth, Rewind. You're right. He Bernie is. is consistent. He is. Even he though he not get a lot completed, right? but he starts a whole lot of stuff. Right. Even though he doesn't make that big seat up there, I think, you know, he's very instrumental in some other things. Yeah, like I said, he may not get to the finish line, but he starts a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially with the mittens, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Those little mittens were too cute. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've got um, Senator Bernie Sanders, who's an independent of Vermont. So he's not a Republican or a Democrat. He's independent. Middle of the road. All right. Introduced a resolution on Thursday to block the sale of the $735 million package of precision-guided weapons to Israel ratcheting up growing pressure on President Biden from the party's left flank. Mr. Sanders and other progressive lawmakers in the Congress have argued that the United States could not morally send American-made weapons to Israel at a time when it has carried out airstrikes that have killed civilians. So now they want to get particular. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, the airstrikes have killed civilians, so we really shouldn't send American-made weapons. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not really quite understanding where they're drawing the line here. Yeah, we've been in the middle of a show. It sounds so hypocritical to me. But anyway, mm-hmm. goes on to say, at a moment when U.S.-made bombs are devastating Gaza and killing women and children, we simply cannot let another huge arms sale go through 
without even a congressional debate. That's what Mr. Sanders said. Mm-hmm. He said that he believes that the United States must help lead the way mm-hmm. to a peaceful and prosperous future for both Israelis and Palestinians. Mm-hmm. So he's saying basically we just need to take a hard look at whether the sale of all these weapons is actually helping to do that or if it's helping to fuel the conflict. To me, if you send weapons, is that not helping to fuel the conflict? So the United States is selling weapons to another country? To Israel. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And see, uh, President Biden said mm-hmm. earlier in the week that he felt Israel had the right to defend themselves. Mm. So we don't need to get involved. I, that's what I would think, but yeah. you know, there's. I guess U.S. has some kind of a maybe soft spot. I would say or, uh, for yeah. Israel, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know who's right or wrong, or if there is a right or wrong. But it seems kind of separate to me, like business and then the political side. You know what I'm saying? The, I don't know if you can divide them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I agree. Maybe that's what Bernie Sanders is saying, that he wants to block the arms sale. But go ahead. Yeah, he's definitely trying to block it. Right. So in order to block the sale, lawmakers would have to approve Mm -hmm. a resolution in both chambers of Congress and override uh, Biden's expected veto Mm -hmm. all within a very short period of time. And that's $735 million if we sold it to Israel. Yeah. My thing is, they quote unquote say they're a poor country, but how are they able to pay for some guns? Who knows? That's crazy, isn't it? That's some serious layaway payment plan. Yeah. It say seven hundred and thirty five million. I mean, how much do you pay on a monthly for that? And for how many months? <laughs> he paying forever. Ooh. So yeah, so they're trying to put pressure on uh President Biden mm-hmm. basically saying they don't want him to do it. Right. So, I don't know, you know, like I said, I how do you say that you don't you don't know whether it's going to uh affect whether it's going to uh what's the word, incite mm-hmm. more violence. Mhm. Uh, but it seems to me if you're giving them money or or weapons, right. If you sell somebody weapons, they're going to use them. Yeah. So I don't see how there's any possibility that purchasing weapons, you're not going to use them. What is really going on in Israel? I have no idea. I don't even know what's left because every time I see it on the news, they're blowing up buildings, Mm -hmm. they're blowing up houses, they're blowing up people. Mm I mean, I don't mean to sound unsympathetic. I just don't understand, like, really, what is at the heart of the conflict? Because mm-hmm. they've been battling each other for quite some time. Okay. At one point, they were fighting over the land, and right. I don't know if that's still what they're fighting over. Right. It's, it, well, I'm reading here, it says they're fighting Gaza. So why is Israel fighting Gaza? For years, been subject to an Israeli blockage that restricts the passage of people and goods, as well as restrictions by Egypt. So, like you said, they've always fought over the land in Egypt. Both countries cite concerns about weapons reaching Hamas. I guess that's another little city. Mm-hmm. This uh, Israelist group that controls Gaza and led the rocket barrage. 
So maybe some extremists is over there or whatever and taking over certain cities or towns. It, it's just so strange. It it baffles me. I just don't understand. I don't know. I don't understand fighting. Yeah. And I don't understand to a point why the U.S. is so deeply involved in it. Well, let me let me put my two cents in here to say. Come on, come on, Pop. All right, now here's the deal. Mm-hmm. First of all, the Israelis and the Palestinians have been fighting forever. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, Israel is quite spoiled because every American president always sides with Israelis because they want to show sympathy for the Jewish community. Okay. And when you talk in Israel, you're talking the Mecca of the Jewish community. So every president wants to do that. Now, what what uh, what is your boy is doing? Uh, the senator, what's his name? Uh, Which one? The one. Bernie the one Sanders. You're just talking about Bernie Sanders. Okay. Yeah. Bernie Sanders wants to stop the sale because right now the Israelis are fighting the Palestinians. And and they're all fighting over what's called the Gaz the Gaza Strip, mm-hmm. which was the land uh, land that was had a little sense. I'm only saying this because I was in the Navy, you know, back in the day. And uh, the Gaza Strip is an area that's uh, it was supposed to be fair ground, mm-hmm. yeah, but the Israelis having the money, they was able to build properties there and kind of gentrify it a little bit and rent it to the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. So now they're kind of bombing the very buildings that they've built because they want to make it inconvenient for them because they're fighting them. So they're like, fuck y'all, we're going we to bomb where y'all live. Mm-hmm. So, But they, they're so close that the bomb don't have to travel that far. Now, when the Palestinians are bombing back at Israel, Israel has all kind of weapon protection, all the anti stuff. So they were snatched, they were like intercepting a lot of their bombs out of the air. Mm-hmm. But see, the Palestinians now, being the underdog, the world loves the underdog nowadays. Okay, Israel was backed by presidents and and also Donald Trump's um, son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Oh, his, Kushner. His daughter, Kushner. Right, Kushner was over there the whole presidency, pushing things and building things and making things a whole mecca. I mean, Israel's become very Americanized far as the way people, the things they do, dress, the fashion, everything. Israel has become full circle from being a regular, just religious town. It's become very, very Americanized, very, uh, you know, very normal, so to speak. And right now, it's at the point now where, but they still have that problem with the Palestinians. Just like the other day, or yesterday, in Times Square, you know, some Palestinian people or people that was for the Palestinians were beating up Jews in Times Square mm-hmm. only because of what's going on over there. Because everybody is, the underdog is leading the world today. Nobody wants a, a person that's, a, you know, Israel could slaughter Palestinians. Mm-hmm. That's why in the, the war that just passed or the fighting just passed, I think the Israelis lost nine people. Nine people got killed. The Palestinians lost 250 mm-hmm. kids and everything. Wow. So it was a big deal, you know, but wow. they now they have a ceasefire going on. But I agree with Bernie Sanders completely. I agree when I read the the paper about this sale. I mean, what the hell is Biden thinking in the middle of a war? Why would you sell arms to Israel when they're fighting against a country? Right now in the world today, 
nobody needs to be beating up on anybody. Right. You know what I mean? And you cannot, just in Israel having all this backing of the whole Jewish community, and Kushner, as rich as he is, he's trying to build a Mecca in Israel because he's just going somewhere to hide his money. But I think the, the bottom line here is his money. Seven hundred. We just said it. The figure seven hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, but what is that? What has that got to do with anything when it comes to seven hundred fifty? Need it. Need it. <laughs> That's for, what I'm we saying. piss away money like that every day. I we agree, we're waste. We waste that down the drain. Mm-hmm. It, it, it like it's just bad timing. Right. It's bad timing. You know. You not don't. The right time. It's not the right time to be <laughs> yeah. selling arms publicly. When they're in, and when you say selling arms, my goodness, we're talking about F four, F F eighteen, sure, you know, B fifty two bombers, right. you know, all kinds of things, oh, things sure. that are unbelievable, you wouldn't believe. Right. And if us the pocket in seven hundred fifty, seven hundred million dollars to America, I mean that's just that's tax money of two corporations, you know, that pay their taxes every payday, right, or something like that. Seven seven hundred million dollars in a world where we're dealing with. Gazillions nowadays. I mean, there's figures right. coming out today. Right. But the whole thing in a nutshell, and I'll, I'll close my my mousetrap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the fact that it was bad timing. Right. Biden, you shouldn't line. been bad selling. Yeah. You shouldn't been selling arms to someone who's fighting against somebody else <laughs> right. who doesn't even have enough weapons to defend themselves. Right now, Israel is shitting all over Palestinians, and now America wants to sell them more guns so they can shit even more. No. Come on, Biden, back off of that, my brother. That's some bad timing. It was just bad timing. Okay, let's so, hope it doesn't go through. So. Yeah. All yeah. right, I got the next one. We talking about money. Um, the U.S. Postal Service. Senators reach a bipartisan deal to overhaul the um, Postal Service. Um, This was introduced on Wednesday to lift significant financial burdens off the ailing U.S. Postal Service while tightening um, uh, accountability requirements for mail delivery. Interesting. The bill, um, identical to a version that has um, advanced in the House, would repeal $5 billion a year Ooh, in mandatory retiree health care expenses Whoa. and uh, require future postal retirees to enroll in, enroll in Medicare. Advocates say the uh, measure would save the uh, agency $30 billion over the next decade. Hmm. Um, the bill would also see the Postal Service develop a public online mail delivery performance um, dashboard where customers could view the agency's on-time delivery medics by zip code each week. For decades, the uh, the post office has struggled to overcome unfair and burdensome financial requirements that risk its its availability to continue providing reliable service. That's so true. Um, This common-sense bipartisan legislation would help put the Postal Service on their substantial financial footing. The legislation would be a significant step toward resolving structural issues at the Postal Service, which has $188.4 billion in liabilities and has not come close to meeting its on-time delivery goals since July. Um, as well, we how know, much of that can we blame on the person who's in charge? I'm getting ready to tell you. The Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, has been called before Congress four times and cross-examined over his relationship with former President uh, 45. The agency's election um, preparedness, its its declining delivery service, and its controversial uh, reorganization of the agency. 
He just effed it up. He did. I'm putting him on the kiss it list. Well, why hasn't Biden fired his ass? What, what is going on? Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, why hasn't he? He's a Trump appointee. Yeah. I don't know if his position is one of those that he's got some kind of protection. Hmm. Or is he just a straight-up appointee? Because appointees, <clears throat> you can just get rid of. Right. I don't think you have any protection of what the president wants to do to you. Maybe he's trying opinion. to be delicate in that situation, but... No, but he, he's been arrogant saying he's not going nowhere. So he's a true Trump guy, just yeah. like the pillow That's guy. Right, but it makes me think his position but, is somehow different. But no, then they have it. a union, so you, I guess you have to be careful on how you... You have to be delicate on how you fire people, you know. I don't know. I don't know. If you're a decent person now, Trump don't give a damn who he fires. Or well, how he does it. So his name is Louis DeJoy. So you can put him on the kiss list? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got yeah. him on the kiss list. All right. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. Where's your head in the corner? This happened in um, these two journalists who was covering the uh, protesting of uh, Andrew Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the brother. the brother I was talking about. Mm-hmm. The brother was killed in uh, Louisiana. That, uh, Louisiana? Mm-hmm. Right outside of Monroe. Anyway, two reporters. No, that's this is something different. Andrew Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were talking. Oh, about I'm Ronald. sorry. I was talking about Ronald yeah, Green. Yeah, you're all in my story. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, two reporters for the USA Today Network were arrested Wednesday night while covering uh, the protests in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. This is a gentleman who was killed. Mm-hmm. Here's another very ironic situation. Another unarmed guy, despite what he was drug dealer, whatever, and they claim, oh, we found some drugs in the car, but you didn't find a gun, mm. you know? Mm. You shot all that gun, but you didn't find a gun. Mm. And, wow. you know, the biggest thing, too, when somebody does something blatantly wrong, the first thing that naturally comes to you is, how am I going to cover my ass? And then your conscience begins to beat the shit out of you, mm. if you're human. Wow. But, you know, being you did something to a black person, you need a couple people here being cahoots like you were talking about red wine. Uh-huh. The whole situation with, like the caller said, when the ME is in, in on it, that's when it's scandalous. Like my girl, the um, young lady got killed. Uh, oh, Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland. Though everybody was in on that. So mm-hmm. sad. Anyway, but these two reporters of USA was covering this thing here. The names was um, uh, Ayana uh, Najeri and uh, Allison Cutler. They were government watchdog reporters for the uh, Stanton News Legend, where they report on small protests of Andrew Brown, Jr., an unarmed black man who was shot and killed by deputies in, in uh, Liberty City. They were shot with high-powered guns. He was shot with high-powered rifles. If you see the footage, little footage they did show, they had like M16s when they shot at him and just it would pulverized him. It was unbelievable. About 50 people gathered to demand transparency for the release of the body camera footage, which is still pending. Mm-hmm. Now, the one, the young lady, uh, uh, Nyjah, uh, she was filming a Twitter live feed at the time when she and Cutler were approached by police asking for the, la- for the ladies, asking to come over here, you ladies in the vest, come over here. And she was filming the protester being arrested across the street. In the video, Cutler asked officers repeatedly, why am I being arrested? Because they started to arrest her. Officer replied, for standing in the middle of the street on a run on a roadway. That was his little alibi. Come on. Okay, so Nigel and Cutler, 
who released at 10:30 p.m. the same evening, told USA Today that they were they were they were no more than one foot off the curve of the crosswalk when filming the scene across the street. Now they're still focusing on what they think their crime was when it was all about you know they trying to stop it. They were wearing their media vests and they repeatedly identified themselves as media as they were being cuffed, and the cops still cuffed them. A citizen held her camera. Her a citizen held uh, Nigel's phone to record the arrest. Then the officers confiscated the phone, but he put it in Nigel's pocket after he turned it off. Cutler was put in the front of the van with two other people, and Nigel was put in the back with six other people. So the video was no longer than 40 minutes, including other parts of the protest. It's unclear whether either reporter was charged. So the whole thing in a nutshell is that these cops are still trying to shut down this situation because their conscience is so burning. You know what I mean? If you're half-ass human and you have a half-ass conscience, it's burning. And what kills me is when their counterparts are teaming up with them. I say one word to the wise, anybody in the job market. You know, we go to we go to the job to make a living, Okay. You really have to, in some respect, not really give too much a shit about your coworker that tough. I don't care if you are in the, the code blue police force or whatever. That doesn't, you know what I'm saying? You have to worry about your own ass. And these people are just putting their self on the, on the line for other people. You know, they, they know, the police know that these other sheriffs did something unlawful. Now they're trying to stop any new footage or fresh footage and, it's just unbelievable. They're working so hard to cover their ass. It's crazy. So hard. I mean, God don't like ugly, and you did ugly. So live in it. You know? But it's scary. It really is scary. So, I mean, they're out of jail now and all, but uh, the whole situation for them, let them, well, you, you were all in a crosswalk. Come on. You know, you're two black reporters, and you're getting close. They don't want you to get close. They don't want you to turn over no stone or, you know, it's mm, crazy. Yeah. So that's that. That's yeah. the makings of a conspiracy. Yeah, I agree. All it's, right. It's hard work to maintain it. Well, that wraps up the Hit It and Quit It headlines for this week. I think we could all use a cocktail after that. I know that's right. I'm just tired of all this killing of black men and black women. It just wears you down. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the cocktail of the week. Okay. Oh, we need one. What you got for us this week, huh? All right. It is called The Last Word. Mm. We're going to give that tonight, but I'm going to tell you the cocktail for <laughs> The Last Word. Um, It's a gin called um, Sipsmith. Never heard of it, but I'm quite sure it's right delicious. Uh, one part of Sipsmith London Dry Gin. One part of lime juice, one part of maraschino liqueur, and one part of the green chartreuse liqueur. Uh, this liqueur is a, a French liqueur. It, is, it comes in green or yellow, made by monks since 1737. And it's, um, it includes 130 plants and flowers in this particular liqueur. Um, we're going to combine ingredients in an ice-filled shaker and shake until well chilled. Double strain into a coupe glass and enjoy. 
And this is called The Last Word. All right. Refreshing gin with uh, liqueurs of flowers and plants. It sounds lovely. (laughs) It sounds like something you have to drink with your pinky up in the air. Hey. Mm -hmm. And it sounds good. Well, thank you for that. Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. Right. Uh, let's see, where are we going? We're going to a break, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi. Uh-oh. All right, on the other side of the break, we got Papa Didi coming up in the queue. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called The Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the kiss it list, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our kiss it list, hit us on Twitter at a pajama party and use hashtag kiss it, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kev. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is time for the world-famous Papa Didi, who's going to drop some pearls of wisdom on us tonight. So, uh, Papa Didi, what's popping? You know what? Um, the one thing I got to do is pay homage to my main man that passed away, Paul Mooney. Mm. My main man. Really? I cannot say enough. Mm. About this soul brother, soul brother number one. Soul brother number one. I used one. to go and see him down at Caroline's, which is down on 42nd Street. It's a comedy club down there. And I'd seen him so many times. I have his autograph on one of his CDs. This brother, his comedy was just so phenomenal. I mean, he was just, his, his racial views on things was just, off the chain, open, openly, just blunt, blunt to the fact where it was almost scandalous. He would talk about any and everybody. He didn't care. He would talk about white folks like it didn't mean nothing. I mean, it just, it just, you, you name it. From anybody who was anybody, you know, it didn't matter. You, I mean, I'm not even gonna begin to name the people that he spoke on or talked about or put down. He did it. He did it openly, boldly, and with his own level of cleverness. His comedy was almost like Luther Vandross's singing. It was just that clever. It was just that open. It was just that mean. If you get a chance to get a Paul Mooney CD or one of his CDs on him doing comedy, the brother was just off the chain. Or check out some of his old HBO specials or whatever. The brother was just unbelievable, and I just cannot speak enough for this brother. I mean. Talk about an unsung hero. You're talking about a, a brother that should have been just celebrated for everything, the accolades that they give the, to to uh, Eddie Murphy or Dave Chappelle or or Chris Rock, 
nothing, it's nothing, nothing up against Paul Mooney. Nothing. And you may not be old enough to understand or know or didn't see or didn't witness, but his name is Paul Mooney. Pull it up, Google it, whatever you got to do, YouTube it. Paul Mooney, but when you YouTube it, you might have to go to, what's that one called? Red Red YouTube. You ain't gonna get them on regular oh, YouTube. No. You gotta go to, you gotta go to it's another level. Unfiltered. You gotta go to another level of red, red YouTube. But, but I just want to pay homage to that on the, um, you know, living for, the, you know, on the, on the, on what's popping is uh, is Paul Mooney. God bless you, brother. Rest in peace. You was definitely my hero when it came to your openness on how you felt about life and people and white folks for that matter. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Rest in peace, Paul Moon. Yeah, I used to enjoy his comedy as well. Yeah, he was. He could go right for the jugular. Right. Yeah, and that's what he would do. Oh, yeah. it's interesting. I'm I'm checking him out, and his um biological name was Paul uh, Gladney, G L A D N E Y. Oh, I um, didn't know that. But he got the nickname. Um, after the original Scarface in 1932, actor Paul Mooney, M-U-N-I. Oh, so he he kind of switched it up a little bit. Yeah, he did. He did the work for everybody, for everything. Mm-hmm. Sanford and uh, Son, you name it, everything. Richard yeah, Pryor, everybody. Originally from Shreveport, Louisiana. He invented that homie the clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause homie don't play there. All right now. <laughs> Wow, yeah. real unsung hero. I just hope he and gets his homage, you know, in life. That's they have. They have never done. I've never seen him on unsung. Um, I see he was on Saturday Night Live, Live on the Sunset Strip, Bicentennial. You know, the N word. Mm-hmm. Is it something I said? JoJo dance. I remember that. Um, your life is calling. Um, the Richard Pryor show. Um. So he's, he's, he's been around. The Red Fox and Sanford and Son. So he's, he's, he's done as the pit. Okay. Paul uh, Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry to hear about that one. Yeah. Shocked me. Mm-hmm. Shocked okay. me when I heard it. All right. All right. We're going to lighten okay. it up a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. Now I'm sad about Brother Paul Moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's lighten it up. I've got, oh boy, (laughs) (laughs) discovery about a naked giant carved into an English hillside arouses scientists. Mm. Unraveling the mystery behind a very erect giant carved in, what? Carved into a hillside has been hard. Oh boy. But a recent discovery is hopefully leading scientists closer to the naked truth. Interesting. The cartoonish ancient figure known as the Cerne Abyss Giant is sculpted into the chalk hillside above the Cerne Abyss in Dorset, England. Basically, it's a big, it's it's big, Mm -hmm. and it's holding a club, and it's got a phenomenal phallus hanging down. For centuries, people have speculated about the age and meaning of the giant that was sketched in, or, you know, carved out in the hillside. Mm-hmm. Many theories around the giant's identity and origins include ancient symbols of 
spirituality. The award may be the likeness of a Greco-Roman hero, Hercules. Uh, some said it was just mockery of Oliver Cromwell and a fertility aid. Uh, and this was all from uh, what the National Trust wrote about the figure. So basically they were saying there's even a theory that the figure was carved around the body of an actual giant that was laying on the ground because the thing is huge. Come on, y'all. <laughs> that was, it was done, you know, the, the giant was killed by the townspeople. Oh, God. So when he fell on the ground that they had carved this thing out around him in the hillside. So, and where was this? This is in uh, Dorset, England. Yeah, so they're trying to, the scientists are trying to figure out what time period that this would have been done. So they're thinking it was in the Saxon period, uh, most likely 908 A.D., Wow. but that's speculative. Okay. They don't really know. Mm. Mm. And they were saying that it could have been during the medieval creation, but for some unknown reason, Mm -hmm. it became grassed over and Mm -hmm. got forgotten. Mm -hmm. Because this thing is carved into the hillside. So once the grass starts growing, after a while, you can't really make out what it is. But the scientists got aroused from it? Well, you know, they're fascinated (laughs) by this because of the age of it. Okay. So they're trying to, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're tripping off of how old is it really. Mm -hmm. I mean, if this actually dates back to 908 Mm -hmm. A.D., Mm -hmm. that's pretty old. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's what's going on in Dorset, England. Okay. What you got over there, Bob? I got this wild stuff here about um, shoe-stealing foxes. Uh-oh. Our problem in suburbia. In some of Washington's uh, tonier suburbs, I guess it's some of Washington, D.C., residents were left baffled by the sudden disappearance of shoes left on doorsteps outside their home. You know, people call their shoes. They mm-hmm. thought black folks are doing it first <laughs> until they realize something different. Uh, where thieves plagued the neighborhood. Okay, instead, security cameras revealed the cause of the bizarre. But it is the cause of bizarre animal behavior that that was rampant during the season when foxes were raising their young. Okay, um, this guy named Sadad Muhammad of Potomac struck a nerve when he posted a video to his YouTube and uh, and comment on the, the uh, next next door about a fox caught snatching his wife's sandals from the front of their home on Democracy Boulevard. Three pairs of sandals disappeared before the Muhammad's family figured it out. Okay. <laughs> wow. Now, now, this is suburban. This is suburban. Something in Bethesda. Yeah, but they're saying Muhammad. So mm-hmm. as much as they don't want black folks to live next to them, there's a Middle Eastern person living next to her. So there you go. <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyway, that's, a, poison, that's huh? a side hustle right there, side story. Anyway, it turns out shoe stealing by foxes is common behavior that the um, older Foxes teach their young when they teach them to hunt because the shoes have a certain scent. Oh, so they wow. teach them to go after the scent in order to get the shoes and, and mm-hmm. you know, get it without being caught. And he said the biggest thing they go after is leather because leather holds the most, the strongest smell. Right. Oh, boy. Between the actual leather and the stink of the foot. 
Mm, mm, mm. So it makes Alrighty. Alrighty. So and these are shoes that people leave out on their porch. Yeah, a lot of people don't wear it. Well, it's, you know, you got to live. That's in, kind of the air off the shoes. You got to live in the suburbs. And then some people don't uh, walk on carpets and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, red wine, she's a ghetto okay. guy, so she wouldn't. Wear it. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, from Washington, D.C. to uh, Canberra, Australia. Oh, okay. A 111 year old Australian man. Longevity secret is a clucking strange. Uh, oldest ever man has include uh, has included eating chicken brains among his secrets to living more than 111 years old. Come Retired on, cattle rancher Dexter Krunger uh, marked 124 days since he turned 111, a day older than the World War One veteran Jack Lockett was when he died in 2002. Kruger uh, told Australian uh, Broadcasting Corp in an interview at his nursing home in the rural uh, Queensland state town of Roma, says before the milestones that a weekly poultry delicacy had contributed to his longevity. Chicken brains. You know, chickens, chickens have a head, and in there there's a brain, and they are delicious little things. There's only one little bite. Kruger's 74-year-old son, Craig, credits his father's simple outback lifestyle for his long life. Nursing home manager um, uh, Melanie Calvert said Kruger, who was writing his autobiography, was probably one of the sharpest residents here. Wow. His memory is amazing, 411. Uh, John Taylor, a founder of the Australian Book of Records, confirmed that Kruger had become the oldest ever Australian man. The oldest ever verified Australian Australian was Christina Cook, who died in 2002 at age 114 years wow. and 141 days. But mm. but even that's all. Ooh, okay, that's some serious longevity. I'm not interested but in those damn brains. brains. No thank you. No thank you. And no thank you again. Ooh. Yeah, nothing people drink is that monkey brain monkey brain soup. Monkey brain soup? It's is it really delicacy. made with monkey brain? Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not messing with you, Pop. It's a delicacy. Yeah, it really I'm is. I'm a pass. So Never heard monkey brain soup? No. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. thank you. No, thank you. Never mm. heard of it, and I don't think I need to try it. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments tonight, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. We're going to take a little CC, or we're going to continue mm-hmm. on, or what we're going to do? Take a little CC, uh... All right. We'll do that, and we'll continue on the other side of the break with the Pajama Party Show. And just keep in mind, uh, like Kettle was saying earlier, you can find us on all kinds of different podcasts. So if you listen to podcasts, check us out. We'll be back on the other side of the break. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party, www.apajamaparty.com. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914 803 
1-800-242-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the John Party. One who's Papa D.D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay, uh, let's see. We'll go into uh, Red Wine with uh, I'm Just Saying. What you got to say there, uh, Red Wine? Tonight, I'm just saying, can they finally get justice? Mm. Can they finally get justice? I, I came across this story about this woman, Viola Fletcher. Now, this woman is... I'm trying to remember how old she is. <clears throat> 107. Ooh. This sister is 107 years old, and she was one of the remaining living witnesses to the Tulsa, uh, the the Black Wall Street massacre. She is still living, and they were up on uh, Capitol Hill testifying to Congress about it. Well, what was the... Um Massacre about. Now, what happened, what had happened was, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921, white folks got jealous of black people's accomplishments and being self-contained, being able to, you know, just do what they were doing. They were prospering more than the white community who wanted nothing to do with them. A lot more. And these white people just freaked out. And decided, you know what, we're going to take them down. So they came up in there, and they burned stuff. They they looted. They killed people. There was some discrepancy about how many people were killed. Some history recordings say, oh, it was just a few. Other history recordings say it was over 300. Now, Viola Davis says, went on to talk about up on Capitol Hill House, she remembered running through the streets and having to run past dead bodies that were on the street, some of which were burned, some were just out there dead. But she ran past all that, and she was saying how this stuff still traumatizes her, you know, now. She still can't, like, move beyond it. And for her, this was a 100 years ago. Mm. But anyway... I'm just saying, can they can they get justice now? Can they please get some justice? Black Wall Street was completely destroyed. There were banks, insurance companies, tailors, dressmakers, bakers, chefs. I mean, any any service, shoe shoemakers, shoe repair, anything that you would need in order to live and thrive, they had it going on. They didn't have to run to the white community for anything. They were all self-contained. And, you know, you would have thought that these racist white people would have been happy and applaud that because for the ones who felt like they didn't want to be around black folks, now you didn't have to be. They were in their own area doing their own thing, and they weren't messing with y'all. But what did they do? They came down there. All full full head of steam, anger, anger, and hate, and decided we're going to burn it all, destroy it all. And that town, uh, it was in Greenwood, they've never been able to recoup. They tried when it first happened. They tried to get it all back up and running. It was just too much. 
it was too devastating and too much loss to get it back. So now Miss um, Fletcher's family is part of a class, I don't know if it's a class action suit, but part of a lawsuit. But they're just trying to get some kind of economic reparation for what was done a hundred years back. Now, are they going to get into that? I don't know. But I'm just saying, can they get some justice? They would just, I mean, that was ridiculous to come down there and, and do all of that to to the people in Greenwood. But God bless Miss Viola. You know, like I said, she's 107 years old. She said she's seen the best and the worst of this country. She's one of three survivors of that massacre that shared their story with uh, lawmakers on Wednesday up on Capitol Hill. So, like I said, they're the lead figures in a lawsuit that was filed uh, actually last year trying to get reparations for the damage. She said the construction in that area is still going on from 100 years ago. They have never been able to recuperate. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, can, can they get some justice? How long are people going to have to suffer for the bull crap done by other people just because there was a bunch of haters running around with fire? That's all I got. But was it, let me just interject because I was just looking it up, and it sounds like it was started, but it still doesn't justify why it was done. The massacre began during the Memorial Day weekend. They said after 19-year-old Dick Rowland, a black shoe shiner was accused of assaulting Sarah Page, 17-year-old white elevator operator of the nearby Drexel building. Really? Yeah, and that that whole story was later found to be completely fabricated. Right. I mean, you're trying to justify why you just, you know, going to burn up a whole damn town. It's just crazy. So. That's what they were looking for, something to justify the hate. That's sad. That's just some sad stuff there. Yeah, it's very sad. All right, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1. All right. All right, we're going to kick it over to you, Papa Didi. Let's yeah. Let's go to the city. What's happening in the city tonight? Yeah, you know what, um, just to follow up on that story there, what, one thing I want people to do is, uh, if you can, you know, you pull out a piece of paper and pencil and you do the math. You know, because the one thing I I tell everybody, and I mean it sincerely, that, you know, things that happened a long time ago was not a long time ago. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're in your 50s or your 60s, you know, you had parents that was born back in that area or in that time frame. And one thing we got to look at, this happened in 1921. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... If you look at the, 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 the mathematic aspect of it, somebody was born in 1900 at the turn of the century, was only 21 years old at the time. And you got to realize that slave, slavery was just so-called ended 20 years earlier. So this is this is something that, and you know what, too, when you look at it, don't just look at it as average white people that did this. These are people that, uh, if you remember, if you look at your history, uh, 
people that came over here, European white folks, they were crazy as hell too. Because, see, slaves did jobs for so long as slaves that they mastered at this. So a lot of people that was working on that Wall Street situation were descendants of slaves. So they learned their trade very well. Yeah. And then you had these Italians that came over here from Italy and these Spaniards that came here from Spain. And they all wanted a job. And they couldn't get a job because the slaves knew the jobs well and had all the jobs covered. So they would just diss the black folks anyway because blacks were already slaves. So if you're a slave already, there's no respect for you from the beginning. And this is still prominent today because people are looking at what they think we stand for from the beginning. What they think we are. They don't know what the hell's inside of us, what we're capable of, whatever. It's just the color of your skin and what they think you are and how you're being perceived. And this is how it was back then, even deeper. Like I said, this happened in 1921, before both my mother and father was born. My mother's born in 29, my father's born in 24. This happened before my father was born. So this happened a time frame which was right off the slavery situation. So this is when black folks were good at their game. And white folks were just, they were uh, people without a, like they are now. And I'm closing this here. Don't let these crap-talking politicians fool you like uh, Cruz and all these jokers and Trump. Don't let that white lingo fool you. Don't let all that tie-wearing everyday white starch shirt shit fool you. That plastered hairstyle, that perfect suntan, whatever it is they project to project, don't let that shit fool you. Don't let that shit as a cover-up. Like all the unarmed black men that are killed every day, this last story with the gentleman um, in Louisiana, mm-hmm. they told, literally told his parents that he was killed due to the car crash when they just got done whooping his ass and told his parents. It was, and this happened in 2019, so it didn't even surface for two years. And the lady was on TV saying she'd been trying to get somebody to get behind it, but being the police force was so strong on trying to cover the lie, no lawyer, nobody wanted to even cover it. So it's just amazing today. All I got to say is just watch yourself today because the devil is at work, especially through the white folks. The devil's at work overtime. The white folks are just doing whatever they can do to think they need to do what they need to do to have the perception of life that they're used to knowing, the spoilness, the privilege, everything they're used to think they're having. When it's all bullshit, because until you get rid of prostate cancer, liver cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, stomach cancer, prostate cancer, anything that you... Until you can find a reason that's going to prolong life, you're going to die. So it doesn't matter what you did in the in-between. Like they say, the dash in between your, your living year and your dying year is what you did in between. But death is always going to take you over, whether it's medically or, or, or whatever, old age, natural causes. It doesn't matter. But people aren't looking at that. And for all of us that lost family members at an early age, like my sister, Come on, we know it comes at you all of a sudden. So don't think nobody in this world is getting away with nothing. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. All right, man. All right.
That thing will creep up on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, again, folks need to do their homework. A lot of us blacks, we don't know our history. No. What has gone on before us, mm-hmm. this, this shiggity is coming right back again. Yeah, and the world is yeah. short. Yeah. 1800s is not long ago. No. Not long ago. Well, how many times have people said, if you don't know your history, you're right. doomed to repeat it? There you go. And now we're just in a repeating cycle. Yeah, for those that are yeah. riding on that, what's that boy's name, Tim Scott? Oh, yeah. Senator from South, South Carolina. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh, the world's not racist. My brother, please, please. <laughs> Not his when you go up world. into your yeah. well, right. his world, privileged he's a, world. His well, privileged he's world. a brown-skinned black man, so he ain't privileged well, to shit. Somewhere and anyway, down. we want we're not gonna feed on that, but I just wanted to put that out there. Okay. All right, we got you. All right, that was a good one, Mama. Appreciate right. that. That was a good segue from red wine. I mean, yeah, because it, it okay. I couldn't resist. It was just heavy. I mean, yeah, I'm and having heavy. having yeah. having yeah. older parents, yeah. I just couldn't resist because. You know, to know that the 1900s, I don't, you know, I, I'm born in the 19 series. Right. You know, and the millennium is getting stronger. It's 21 years coming now. Right. So anybody born in with the 19 in front of their birth date, yeah. believe me, you're 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 old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're old, and I'm not saying that to be facetious or funny. Right. But know that uh, it's a new day coming on. But we gotta, as long as we have breath, mm-hmm. we gotta continue to teach this millennium crowd. What they may need to know, whether they listen mm-hmm. or not, they need to hear it because they will be dis- they will be extinguished quick, yeah. like raid being mm-hmm. sprayed at them or some mm-hmm. type of a terminal. Right. Yeah, yeah, they'll be they'll be. Oh, please, they're, they're easy. That's ironic. We're talking about that year because my grandmother was born that year. What year? Mm-hmm. Oh, 21? Yeah. Okay. Nineteen twenty one. Oh, twenty one. Okay. October third, nineteen twenty one. Yeah. Mm. She's been hundred years old. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but uh And you live yeah. to see your grandmother, so mm, you know. Yeah. Yep. So well, all right. All right. Anyway. Yeah, we can keep moving. Okay. Or whatever y'all want to do. Okay. We'll I'll just work things. here. I don't you know <laughs> The boss said we're gonna see no <laughs> If you guys have any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, nine one four eight oh three forty three oh six. Okay, well let's go to the phone lines. Okay. And then maybe we'll just keep it rolling. All right. All right, let's do that. Uh, hello, caller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Caller, hello, hello. Hello, caller. I think caller is busy. <laughs> they didn't mean to press that button. Yeah, that could be. All right, well, all right. Yeah, sounds like caller has company. All right, we're going to take a quick CC break. All right. And then we're coming back. With the Hollywood wrap up with Kettle. Hey, this is Deadline. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating? I know you guys aren't doing this spot without me. Kettle with the Yellow Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. we don't have time for all that. Oh, Let's get back to the show.
All right, welcome back to the John Party. When you hook Papa Didi, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> All right. Uh-uh. Somebody getting a refill. Uh, a refill. All right. We talking sandwiches and stuff like that. Sandwiches and refill. Yeah, refill. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into the Hollywood wrap-up. Come on, Papa. Kettle. Yeah. Hollywood. All right. Let's go in. What's happening in the entertainment industry? Benifer is real. Reunion rolls on. J Lo returns to L A to speed time to spend time with Ben Affleck. Damn. As an on again couple, I gave you commitment to making things work. Benifer, she she reportedly flew in L A to spend more time with Ben Affleck. Earlier this month, the Daily Mail um, obtained exclusive pictures of the pair uh-uh. snapped together for the first time in 17 years. It's been that long since they split. I knew she couldn't help herself. Right. They did a romantic getaway in Montana. Ooh. I say, go ahead now. You better work. Tumbleweeds, I was going to say, what's romantic in Montana? But Tumbleweeds, anyway. honey. Jennifer was just in L.A. for a couple of days. A source told the publication she spent time with Ben. Mm. Uh, they uh, have kept in touch ever, every day since the Montana trip. So they kind of feel like they're trying to deal with this long-distance relationship. Me I Mrs. mean, Jones. never know. I, I, I don't know. She, uh, she's looking good as ever. I don't know if she's getting back from, uh, you know, A-Rod or what. I don't know. I think, I think girl, she just needs just to have a man on a regular basis. I think yeah. that's what it is. He's one of those people that cannot be. Well, alone. he was really hopping around at the time. I think maybe he needs to lock in stronger this time because she said her heart was broken with that. Ben Affleck. No, he. She's her heart was broken. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Because Ben, Ben, Affleck, Ben, wasn't, right. Ben that's when he was just like right. the shit with everybody. I don't think he was ready. Honestly, right. That because right, cause he had coochie all over the place. And I then mean, plus, you know, he had this, you know, uh, alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he had a lot going on. So he was committed to his addiction. Yeah, that's what. Because he was. lost his wife. The girl. Yeah. What's in your wallet, girl? Yeah. Oh yeah, Jennifer mm-hmm. Garner. Mm-hmm. But he was. I think he was. You know, just alcoholic before then. Leah Remini. She's in tears over an acceptance to NYU. She's 50, but the late bloomer, she is going to college. All okay. right. Uh, this is the one that plays in Kings and Queens. And maybe, she, remember, she ousted um, the um, Scientology? Yes, she uh, sure did. Oh, she, yeah. she, she had a, a, a big thing on Scientology. Oh, yeah. I but uh, she was going to tell it all. Yeah. Mm. So it says, Dear Leah, congratulations. I am delighted to inform you that you have been selected. For admissions to the AA in liberal arts. All right. At uh, New York University School of Professional Studies. All right. Go ahead, okay. girl. Do your thing. Let's see what the Scientology people are going to do then, right? You think they're going to they gonna do something towards them? Mm-mm. But we'll see. Russell Simmons sues ex Kimora Lee Uh-oh. allegedly stealing stock. Ooh. Wow. Uh, Russell Simmons and Kimora Lee's divorce was finalized more than a decade ago. Uh, the music exec, he's 63, sues a model, 46. Wow. And her husband, Tim Leesner, um, for allegedly attempting to fraudulently transfer Simmons' nearly 4 million Celsius shares to their accounts to help pay for um, her husband's now legal and ball fees stemming <laughs> from a 2018 money laundering case. Hmm. 
Simply going to steal money for Russell. Yeah. To but pay for some legal crap with her current man. Simmons claimed in the paperwork right that he has repeatedly tried for years to avoid filing uh, this lawsuit and resolve uh, is applicable. So we have to see what's going to happen with that. That's going to be interesting. Okay. He's probably going to kiss and make up. Yeah, I think he cares about her a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think he didn't appreciate that move. Well, I think I think it's a matter of control. We're just trying to keep control over her. I think that's what that. Yeah, is. but I think you know you're gonna steal the bonds and you're using it to bail out the man you with now. Well, Russell was like, okay, then you just went across the line. He felt some kind of way. That would I think so. Okay, my girl is in the news. Oprah and Prince Harry on mental health therapy mm-hmm. in their new TV series. After their two-hour uh, the CBS interview that Oprah did with Prince Harry um, and the wife, mm-hmm. um, they are going into a new series about mental health. It's called The Me You Can't See. Okay. They got Lady Gaga, Glenn Close, and uh, Prince Harry himself. So um, a lot of people and families are dealing with mental health, as we know, of course. So um, that might be interesting to see. Check it out. Um, I know Papa's not good, keen on Oprah, but anyway, it's a whole nother. I didn't really, you know. That's I a whole a nother uh, uh, page. You're right. Um, okay. Uh, comedian London Hughes um, says she had an asthma attack before kissing former co-star Reggae Jean Page. Interesting. Really? Uh huh. So uh, she said he, she helped him through uh, her asthma attack and, uh, you know, gave her some advice on it and, and said maybe we should kiss before you you have this uh, asthma attack. So. Oh, my. That's from uh, Bridgerton. Yes, yeah. Okay. Even though he's not coming back, that's what he says, but I think they're creating the hype on that. I think that's that's a big deal. I hope he does come back. Yeah, I do too. I bet you too. Whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, Callie Jenner um, and uh, Travis Scott, they have a quote-unquote open relationship. Mm. Anyway, those Kardashians, the things that they do, I'm not even going to get into Chloe, but uh, that's a whole nother chapter in the book. But uh yeah, for sure. They do what they do. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I think they just, quote, unquote, like the black men, and they want to just create a family. I think that's that's the key mm-hmm. thing. You know, if they're together or not, It to me it doesn't, I think it doesn't matter to them, the Kardashians, but that's just my opinion. So Okay. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. Okay, and I got one more for you. Okay. Um, Urban Decay, which is a cosmetic line, mm-hmm. have, has partnered up with the Prince Estate. Oh. Of my baby's daddy, Prince. Okay. They've partnered up with the Prince Estate, and they are launching uh, a cosmetic line. Wow. That is supposed to be inspired by Prince. Mm, okay. It's some of the names of the... It's an eyeshadow palette, eyeliner, and I think it may have something else. But, of course, it has a lot of different shades of purple, lavenders, and stuff like that. So I'm not quite sure how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, Prince was very particular about commercialization mm-hmm. of stuff unless it was him doing it. Mm-hmm. 
so the estate has gone into this partnership with Urban Decay on this makeup thing. Mm. So we know the bottom line is about money. The estate is run by the state, so it's not like it's nobody personal. No, but I mean, it just it's starting to feel like, you know, it's one thing when you start pulling music out of the vault, which mm-hmm. he locked in the vault because he didn't want to release it. And now they're releasing stuff like uh, the the project, which I did pre-order, coming to America. No, welcome to America. I mean, is that good or bad? Releasing. The I mean, music? some people think it's wonderful. I think it's. I. I mean, it's good for the fans because right. we want more music. Right, right. But if his wishes, which he didn't leave a will, no. if it was his wish to not have that music released. Whether it was because he didn't feel like it was good enough, or he didn't like it, or he felt like, ah, you know, I don't want to release that. So for whatever reason, he, you know, he was cranking out stuff all the time and left stuff in the in the vault. So I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I as a greedy fan, it's hard for me to say I don't want it because I do want it. I'm not even gonna touch that. But I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the fans always want more. Sure. But. Okay. It is what it is. Okay. Yeah, but that whole makeup line thing, I, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I you know. Music is one thing. Right. But this whole Urban Decay yeah, partnership seems yeah. like now y'all are just starting to become a whore. Right. Yeah, exactly. And no. just making money off of. Well, he should have signed somebody into it. He should have signed some kind of will. Something left something with Who somebody. Who knows? They may find it. They may find it later. No, I mean, that's that's a done deal. Mm. That's over. Okay. Yeah, I think the state got that. The state of Minnesota's got full rights to that property. All right. Anyway. Oh well, we're down to the kiss it list. Yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> well, we got a few folks. So can you tell us, Papa Didi, what is the kiss it list? Kiss it list. Everybody just showed their butt hiney. Over the last week or so, or two weeks, or maybe over the last four years, how about that? <laughs> Let's put Ted Cruz on there. Yeah, I was just writing his name. Ted Cruz, he, he made a he made a name. comment about uh, a young lady that made a little cartoon about her career. You know, she was raised by you know two mothers that was gay, and uh, he said something about you know I don't care if she was raised by a lesbian with her hands tied behind her back, some old crazy shit. Mm. It had nothing. To do. Here's a man that left Texas when. They were all flooded, him. and he was yeah, on his really way to is. he was on his way to Cancun. And and they come back with arrogance. You left out mm-hmm. like a bunk ass, mm-hmm. and you come back with arrogance. Right. Anyway, um, I have Arizona officials on the ballot machines. That mm. co- that company. Yeah, the Cyber Ninja. Okay, and cops um, for arresting the two journalists. Papa, I mentioned. Yeah. So, so that's what and I the mean. sheriffs of. Uh, yeah, Louisiana Police Department and the coroner's office for having anything to do with the uh, death of Ronald Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all cahoots together. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we got Louis DeJoy, who's in charge of the uh, postal service, appointed by Trump. I don't know why Biden hadn't fired his ass. Forty-five. Yeah, I I really maybe because Biden got so much on his plate. He's not thinking about the post office right now. Yeah. But he needs to get rid of this guy. And the guy said he's not going anywhere. So I don't know what what his situation is, but uh, 
And we got That's Trump, it. of course, right? Trump's oh, ass. Of course. And everybody else, McCarthy's ass. Matt Gates. Gates. And your girl, the one, uh, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, she's crazy. crazy. And again, I'm gonna add my uh, Matt Gates from Florida. What about Mitch McConnell? Mitch McConnell, yeah. Like the Tin Man, he used to fuck the oil around his lips. <laughs> oil can, oil can. Oh, I'm Mitch McConnell. I can barely fucking talk. I can barely open up a goddamn mouth. I ain't got something in his mouth. Oil can, oil can. Who else we have? <laughs> Did we say Trump? Yep, 45. Okay, yeah, say him again. Okay. Okay, I think that's everybody for this week. We got four. We have a special gift wrap package for them. Vanna White, what have they won? Kiss my entire All right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, bonsoir, darling. All right. Oh, I did have one last entry for the Kiss It list. Mm. To the people who were tripping out over American Idol that were mad because that girl Casey got voted off, <laughs> that young girl Casey, uh-huh. there were people all online talking about, we're not going to watch the finale. Anybody worried about y'all? Who gives a shit? Right? I mean, really. I mean, everybody, somebody had to go. Yeah. If the person you like got eliminated, oh, well, join the club. I'm yeah. still pissed from last year's The Voice, Donald Trump. the way that went down. So that's I, the way it goes. Look, I'm pissed off way back when Jennifer Hudson got kicked off. Now what? Okay, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm the mic. talking about, well, we're not going to watch the finale. And do you think they care? Yeah. Please. All right, I'm done with that. Yeah, what? we can go into that American Idol. <laughs> I'm pissed off that Crowley guy didn't won because he tapped what's his name's ass. What's her name? Kelly. No. no, he's talking about that boy with the curly hair. Yeah, he. Remember yeah. when it was sticking the old girl, the judge? He was sticking the. Uh, I don't know. What's her name? Paula. Paula oh, Abdul. Involved with Paula Abdul. Yeah, oh, he was okay. sticking Paula Abdul. So they yeah, got, I can't remember his win. name right now. Justin, he the one that does. Justin Gorgorlini. Okay. He the one that does the Dr. Pepper commercial. Okay. It's the sweet one. Okay. (laughs) All right. What's your last word, Uh, Redwine? My last word is, you know, I I just really want to see people get the justice that they deserve. Mm -hmm. We as a people have been wronged for so long by so many in so many different creative Mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. It needs to stop. We need justice. Yeah. And it shouldn't have to be by force. It should be because it's what's due to us. But it seems that if we don't take it by force, we don't get it. 
So all I'm saying is, can't we just get some justice? That's my last word. Mm. Justice. What's your last word, Kabadidi? Well, you know, in a just to speak on on justice, just in a somber note, if you can just see for a minute how we've been pulverized for so long. If you just look at a group of people that was killed, let's just let's just name five people that was killed in a row that just was just killed. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, and Megger Edwards. Five people in a row that were just just literally killed. Just just killed, murdered, assassinated, like it was nothing, you know. And these were powerful people. Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Megger Edwards five powerful people that just were killed like it was nothing. Crazy. It's going to show the opposition. Young people, watch TV. Watch the news. Stop acting like get out of that goddamn phone and put on the idiot box, the TV, and see what the hell is going on. I know you may not have fucking cable or anything like that. You save money, don't have money. Goddamn it, get you some local shit, if nothing else. That's all, all right. I gotta say. All right, before we go to you, Cattle, I'm going to go to the phone line, pick up a caller, and then we're going to come back to you and get your last word. All right, caller. Hello. 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 All right. right. We're going to keep it moving. All right. All right. Go ahead, Uh, Kettle. What's your last word? Okay. My last word is um, we talked about the um, 1921. It was in Oklahoma, right? Yes, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. You guys just need to do your homework. You know, we need to go back to history lesson. That was one of my favorite subjects in, in school. But we as blacks or just people in general, but mainly blacks. We need to do our history. Um, 1921, Oklahoma Massacre. Um, Also research the police department. Um, um, Who knows? We may have some future um, legislations coming through or some lawmakers or um, whatever. These young folks, y'all need to pay attention to what the hell is going on and do some reading and research. And you guys are a next generation. So, yeah. you know, you all are next leaders. So mm-hmm. wake up, do your homework, um, also become knowledgeable of just what's going on. You know, like Papa said, you know. Yeah, it's a lot like going on. picked off like yeah. a bug. Yeah, just be knowledgeable of what's going on. Then that way you can make the noise that we need to make out here, you know, uh, the nonviolence noise. And you know what you're talking about. So just do your homework, mm-hmm. yeah. Do your research. That's my uh, last word. All right. Well. All right. That wraps it up for us tonight. Yeah. Oh, man. Good no show, everybody. It was. Thanks. All Thanks. right. Well, we're going to get on out of here. Mm-hmm. Move on to the next evolution of mm-hmm. a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Make it do what it do, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to say good night. And, uh, again, we thank our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. For all that they do. Lights on. Keep us going. Yeah, keep the lights on. Keep the snacks coming. 
keep oh. the bars not stopped. The places that you guys can find us is um, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and uh, Google Podcasts. So check us out. So. And Apple Music. Right. If you didn't catch us tonight, you can catch us some previous shows. Well, just check us out, you know. If not, just catch us live next Friday then. All right. We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, cattle. Good night. And good night from Red Wine and the Pajama Party Group. Until we do it again next Friday night, we are out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Hey